Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, once again, we're broadcasting from the 30th Annual SMRP Conference. And I got to tell you, this is a home run. If you're in asset management, if you're in predicted maintenance, whatever you are in, this is definitely the show for you. The technology, the professionals, the problem solvers are all here, and they are willing to collaborate to talk to you about how to solve some of the problems. All right, in the house. Paul Castro, we're going to be talking about SMRP. Uh, he is with GE Digital, if I remember correctly. That's correct. Well, there it is. Let's get cracking with the conversation. Yeah, I, I, I've just wandered up and down this this year and seeing the, the, the vendors, the solutions. Um, what I'm always dazzled with, Paul, is the fact that, one, is to be able to see how things have evolved. You know, maybe... Maybe two years ago it was one thing, and then, and then fast forward, and then, and and now we're doing this and that, and and we're able to add value here, and we're solving this problem there, and then, and we're making it easier, and yeah, we're dealing with some, you know, the resource issues, so that's why this is so important. It just, it never ends. I mean, you guys are really the doctors in in when I come uh, when we talk about maintenance and asset reliability. Well, things are changing fast. And the one thing the one thing we do know is uh, it'll never change any slower than it is today. It just keeps increasing, and technology is increasing. Uh, uh, how we apply uh, different technologies, especially with Industry 4.0, the melting of of all the data that's out there, uh, asset performance management. It, it's a, an exciting field to be working in these days. You know, I, I feel like I'm an old curmudgeon because if I was younger, I'd be all in this. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. Yeah, I've uh, seen over my career uh, from a break fix yeah. to a preventive maintenance was a big thing, you know, time-based. And then yeah. and then we started doing vibration, and it was like uh, eye-opening. And, uh, you know, look where we are today. You know, the, the more sophisticated the technology becomes, the more valuable it is. The flip side of that is the more technically difficult and uh, it, the more difficult it is to actually implement successfully. So, uh, you know, there's that balance in between there. But there is no question that uh, technology is, uh, you know, marching on. Do you find with that technology, I think that there's, uh, because some of the technology that we see here on the floor, uh, I, I find that it is, there's, you bring up a good point that it's, truly a sophisticated solution but there is this drive to also make it approachable uh where where it's not going to make my ear bleed i i see it i i and then i can do it there, there's this drive to sort of make it approachable yeah well you know the thing we need to remember is there is no magic wand yeah right and not only is it a technology and the solutions that it can help us with it's also people and the technology has to be understandable and it has to be usable. The big winners are the people who can uh, solve problems, integrate data, solve problems, and present that data and those answers in a way that, uh, uh, you know, the average citizen like you or I can use that data. So uh, it's, it's twofold. Uh, you know, those processes, you think about software, 
You know, what software really does is helps helps us efficiently implement work processes out there. So there's there's two parts to this. You know, there's technology and then there's the people part that comes along with it. So with that people part, because, you know, I, many of these companies out here, and especially manufacturing or industry, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's undeniable the benefits... Uh, a, a reliability program brings to the bottom line. It is. It's undeniable. That asset runs, whatever it might be. The the challenge has always is it seems like it is uh, are finding those trained individuals, the, the ones. Because if you walk out on this floor and you talk to a lot of these vendors and even the the participants, there's a passion there. There's, it's 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 interesting. There's this collegial passion. And how do you how do you find individuals? How do you how do you do that? How do you get those? How do you instill that passion? Well, it's a challenging area to work in, and it's also exciting. You know, this is not like a, a, a normal engineering. Reliability is probabilistic in nature. We, there's no definite answer because of all the variation that gets introduced uh, to the equipment that's out in the field. And there's some basic skills that, that you need to be able to, to manage that information. Uh, SMRP is uh, working in those areas to, to try to make uh, training available, leadership skills available, uh, and, and to be able to bring people in uh, to be able to execute and uh, reap the benefits of, of all of this data aggregation and technology together. One of the areas that everybody, and, and, and very fortunate for me, I, I interview a lot of people, is, is, Scott, I hear you. I understand exactly what you mean, but, but where do I start and who do I trust? Because there's a lot of shingles that are being hung out there and like, hey, we're we're data aggregators. We're we've we've got a great platform. We're in the cloud. We're SAS, you know SAS. That to me is is a very big challenge because I I want companies to say yeah I need to get engaged, but I I need to know where and who. Well, there's two two parts to that answer. Yeah. First, if if you're just starting out, you should start out with the basics, a good root cause analysis program. At the heart of any reliability program is failure elimination and root cause analysis. And a, a lot of that work is not, uh, uh, you know, technology driven. It's a basic uh, get your left foot in front of your right foot, and that's a good place to start. Now, when you start thinking about uh, uh, technologies and who to trust, you need to educate yourself. You need to go out and, uh, uh, and uh, spend some time understanding what's available in the marketplace, the history of the vendors that are in the marketplace, because you're right, everybody and their brother are hanging a shingle out and saying, I'm in the asset performance management business, I'm in the reliability business. But uh, uh, as our speaker at SMRP said today, uh, we really need to watch their feet and, and, and uh, make sure that uh, they can do what they say they can do. How do you do that? How, is, is an organization like SMRP, uh, to a certain extent, help with that? It's like if, if I came to you and I have my certification next to my name, there's a certain trust that comes with that. Well, there's a, sort of two kinds of trust, right? And you're right. The first is credential trust. So at SMRP, we, uh, we offer a number of certifications. You're a certified maintenance reliability professional. You're certified reliability technician. You're certified asset manager. manager. Uh, we're, we're hooked up with the uh, IAM uh, in the U.K. around some asset uh, 
uh, management certifications there. We partnered with PMAC for some more asset management certifications that they offer and lots of training that they offer. So we've tried to bring that kind of uh, uh, credibility uh, to bear and help people get that kind of credibility. The flip side of that is there's also uh, experience credibility and, uh, you know, can you walk the talk credibility? Can you do what you talk about kind of thing? So with that said, how does somebody, let's say I'm a, uh, I'm a young professional, I, I, I see the value of being engaged with SMRP, I see the, the need to collaborate with seasoned professionals, all of that stuff. Is it a recommendation to say, okay, you want to go down this road, you want to be a part of this community, uh, to be involved in a company and then work your way in that, or just, how, how, do we, how does a young professional go about doing that? Well, there's uh, multiple approaches. One is uh, uh, you can be with a company working in maintenance and reliability, and then there are lots of educational opportunities. We just discussed some of those. There's also university uh, opportunities. Certainly the University of Tennessee offers a master's in reliability, as does the University of Maryland, and there are others. So you can get some uh, academic training uh, as well as field training, but there's nothing nothing that can replace good hands-on out in the field solving problems and and things like that so wow it's really good to get uh, certifications and skills and training like that uh you've got to be able to go to the field and apply that and nothing's going to replace that so with with that said so it, it 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 makes sense how do we there is a need do you find companies recognizing the necessity to truly be um, focused on asset management, reliability, and doing it right, and and using the tools that are available and the new innovations that exist out there, is there a greater acceptance, or is there still companies that are like, uh, you know, we do it this way, that type of stuff? The answer is yes and yes. (laughs) Well Um, done. Uh, you, you know, there are companies that are very reliability driven that, re, you know, reliability is at the center of their uh, safety program. A more reliable plant is a safer plant. A safer plant is a more reliable plant. Uh, they realize that. They realize uh, the impact that reliability can have on their bottom line, whether it's uh, maintenance cost or, uh, uh, you know, increased production. Those numbers show up over on the income statement. You know, So reliability is, uh, is uh, as I sometimes say, uh, a gold mine. Maybe I should be saying it's an oil well these days, right? You know. Yeah. Hey, hey. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but is is can be a, a really profitable. Uh, uh, but uh, there are other companies that are still learning. There are companies, and a lot of it's based on the leadership, the background of those leaderships, uh, uh, folks, what they know, where they came from. Um, I had a conversation with a friend just a couple of weeks ago, and and we were commiserating how sometimes we're talking about the same things. We were talking about 20 years ago. That, there is a problem with that, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and but do you find, you know, with that, that, that reality, and everybody's still talking about it, uh, do you find that there's a greater acceptance? I mean, I think there is. I think that over a period of time, just by looking at uh, the people participating at SMRP and, and that type. I think what's really changed in just the last, uh, oh, two, three, four years, what's yeah. really changed 
technologies change. Yes. And the leaders, yeah. the leaders, they may not understand the basics of reliability, but now they're getting the idea that there's some technology out there. And if we could uh, uh, figure out how to harness and implement this technology, it could improve our lives. It could improve our bottom line. I think that has really driven uh, at, at the management level of a lot of organizations sort of a renewed look at this area of reliability. I, I look at events historical events that have and I think that there because we had the the we had that pandemic wherever we're at on that there was a a shift and a shift that brought attention and I and I always talk about I think people began to realize the necessity to collaborate I got problems I can't do it myself and and yet there's I got the negative stuff yeah I got it but the positive stuff is that I think that it brought about a greater focus in Okay, we got to keep this asset up and running. We got to got to figure out how to manage it more effectively. And now with um, resource challenges, it just you know there's more focus on it. Do you agree with that? I do, and I think uh, interestingly enough, I think the pandemic and how we had to work remotely, I think it's driven collaboration to a yeah. new level. You know, we collaborate in ways now that we didn't do before the pandemic. And uh, I think it's a strange consequence of what we had to do. We had to learn to work remotely and we had to learn to work remotely fast. We had to do things uh, remotely that we never consider doing remotely. A great example is training has been changed forever. The delivery methods around training. Before COVID, there was a lot of face-to-face -face training, classroom training. That's all changed. I mean, there still is that training. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. The vast majority of training can be done virtually or online. That's just one example of the many things that changed uh, as a result of the unexpected consequences from the pandemic. Do you, do you have a, uh, an opinion? Is it positive, negative about that? Because I, I think it's forever changed. I think it's going to continue to improve better delivery of education, whatever it is. and I, I think that's really positive. I think yeah. uh, this is going to make yeah. uh, education available to a lot of people that yes. it might not have been available. It's yes. going to make us more efficient, more cost effective. I think it's just a, a, a wonderful ramification of a terrible thing. And I, in light of the fact that innovation and uh, technology is just spinning so fast, it's a, it's a rapid environment out there. I think that the only way is is through means of education that can keep up with that speed. I agree, and I think it's uh, important to remember, uh, when I got out of school, they told me that the half-life of an engineer was about five years. You know, in about five years, you know, the skill set you had was only worth about half as much as it was five years ago. No way. I don't now, know. that was years ago. Yeah. Just think how fast things are changing I, I, today. I, I it's, a, it's a challenge, and uh, people who really want to stay at the top of their game have to be continuously engaged on improving their skill set, staying up to speed, and, and it's, it's a challenging thing to do. And, and I look at it like, like a doctor, right? It, it, I'm not going to a doctor that doesn't keep up with the new things that are taking place. You want a doctor that you know, says, I'm committed to learning the very latest and greatest and keeping me healthy. Yep, you're, you're exactly right. And, uh, but you know, I just would say this, it's not all the technology. The other innovations are how are we going to implement that technology? How are we going to 
integrate this in with the culture of the facility? How are we going to build yeah, a culture yeah. of reliability yeah. and then be able to go manage the change? Because when yeah. we implement this new technology, you know, we're changing the power structure out there and we're changing who has information. We're changing the way everybody does their work. And, you know, the tendency is always to go back to the good old days. It doesn't matter if the good old days were really that good. You know, we always want to go back to the way we used to do yeah. it. So, yeah. that, you know, there are challenges with implementing this technology, driving uh, driving adoption of the technology, and then being able to, to govern it. So with that said, and, and I agree with you 100%, this, there's, there's, a, there's a tsunami of change. Some will do well at it. Some will be nimble enough. Uh, some won't be as nimble enough and not a embracing it so is it i don't know i mean what are some of the pushbacks let's just say i mean you got if you have an organization like smrp it's here and it's it's rich with with passionate professionals truly desire to help and solve problems but there are still companies out there that are sort of pushing back on it there are companies that are pushing back on that and you know I'll answer the question this way. There, there's another problem as well. You know, there are companies that aren't pushing back on it that have trouble. You know, uh, lots of times we think about uh, this technology is going to solve our problems. We have to be forward thinking. So you've got two groups, one group that's pushing back another group that's trying to move forward. But they aren't thinking about, well, what am I going to do after I implement this technology? What problems am I going to solve? We're engineers, lots of us are engineers, and you know what happens? We see this new technology and we become enamored with it. This is great stuff. Let's go find some problems to solve. That's reverse of what we need to be doing in the reliability and maintenance space. We need to be aligning what we do with the business outcomes of our companies. What are our companies trying to achieve? And once we understand that, what are the barriers? What are the problems that need to be solved to be able to achieve those outcomes, then with all this great technology, what technologies and what processes can we bring forward to solve those problems? Does does an organization like SMRP provide advocacy? Well, SMRP, because I don't know where to go. Yeah, I don't want problem. SMRP tries to do a couple of things. As you can see here today, we try to bring everybody together. We try to promote collaboration between different technologies, different vendors. We try to make a forum where uh, people can come to learn about these things and, and talk to knowledgeable people about their problems that need to be solved. So uh, SMR really tries to, to drive that as well. So And, and we try to uh, provide an atmosphere for uh, maybe mentorship of some folks. Uh, we just had an announcement today about the new life member status uh, because uh, we have a lot of folks who work and they sort of come to the end of their working career, you know, uh, with a company and uh, they have a lot of knowledge and a lot of skills. And so we've come up with this uh, with oh, this like new that. life like member. We, we want those people to, to remain engaged with SMRP so they can teach us, so they can mentor the young folks, yeah. and that we can leverage their knowledge. That's important. That's uh, subtly brilliant because I, I agree. I, I, I think it's a shame with, with some of these seasoned professionals out there that have seen it all. They, they've, they've gone through a lot. 
and and to to let that sort of go to retirement and not being right. engaged, I think it's it's a it's a disservice because a lot of people can. I like that. That's a good good thing. Yeah, we're we're excited about that. We're excited about that as well as. Uh, we, we, for some of our, our professionals, have created a senior member level to uh, sort of elevate some of the top performers as well. So uh, both of those have just been announced, and we are really excited about, uh, about both the life membership, the benefits that that can bring to, uh, yeah. to both the organization and to individuals as well as the senior membership. So with all that, there's, there's a lot of great changes taking place at SMRP, and it's really, for me, if I was in the industry, which I'm here, but I, I mean, I'm not like some of these, these companies, and, and I had a business, I, I would just have to say, the first step for me would be to just get engaged. I, it's just like, I know I have to do it. Right. I'm not, I, I, I don't want to push back on it. I don't want to be a roadblock. I know I have to do it. And to do that, you have to educate. And, 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 and coming to an organization like SMRP would be just a good first step. And then you'll see it, and then you get to talk. Yes, it is. It would be a good first step for a, a, a lot yeah. of folks to come yeah. and, and and get started. Yeah. See, I I think that that's just I don't know, man. Every year, uh, and this year in particular, it just seems like there's a lot more buzz. I I just I get more and more excited. Well, we have uh, over 1,100 people at the conference. See? Really exciting. Yes. And I think people want to get back together, too. They do. They want know. to get back together and see each other face-to-face, -face, a lot of our old friends. Yeah, it's true. All right, Paul, how do we get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach me at paul.casto at ge.com. Easy peasy. All right, listeners, we're going to have all the contact information for Paul out there on industrialtalk.com. So fear not, you can get a hold of this gent. All right, once again, we're broadcasting from the 30th Annual SMRP Conference. Again, what Paul was saying, it's a good, good event. You need to put this on your calendar for next year, and I think it's in October, and I think it's in Orlando. Yes, October in Atlanta. In, there you I'm go. Sorry, in I Orlando. Just, I'll just hit the I'll hit the month as opposed to the dates. So just look for that. We're going to have that out on Industrial Talking too, and it, put that on your calendar. All right, we're going to be right back with another great conversation from this particular event. So stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right, once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, and thank you very much for your support. Paul, SMRP Conference, Paul Castro right there, GE Digital, Matt Stadcard out on LinkedIn. Reach out to him. Find out more. You will not be disappointed with uh, Paul. He knows his stuff, as well as Team uh, GE Digital. Absolutely incredible. They've, they've got a lot happening in reliability, maintenance, uh, asset management, all of the SMRP stuff, as well as... You know, this digital transformation, excellent conversation. They have their hands in pretty much everything, and they're leading the way. All right, put the SMRP conference on your bucket list. I think it's in October. Don't have the details yet, but put it on your bucket list. It's going to be in Orlando, and um, I'm just telling you, you need to continue. If you're in reliability, you need to continuously educate. You need to collaborate, and definitely Innovation is key here, too, as well. You are that important. You are all doctors out there in asset management. That's what I look at. So go out to smrp.org or go out to Industrial Talk. We'll have all that, the links there, and, and uh, get engaged. It's important. 2023, right around the corner. Let's make it a winner. So anyway, thank you once again for joining Industrial Talk. We're going to have another great conversation from SMRP shortly, so stay tuned.